Last time on Improv Tabletop, we caught up with our Hogwarts heroes up in Dumbledore's office, those heroes being Greya the House Elf, Group the Troll, and Danuary the American Exchange student. They spoke with Dumbledore about his supposition that there was a saboteur at the Triwizard Tournament who was going to try and kill some people, and if a high-profile student gets killed on his watch, it's not going to look great on his record, so he asked you guys if you would form a little strike team to find the saboteur, who obviously is Snape, because that hecker is skeevy as all get out. And so to assist you in your quest, he gave you some special items. He gave to Greya a little cat that can act as a mobile surveillance kind of robot. To Group, he gave a magical top hat full of doves. And to Danuary, he gave a Game Boy Advance SP with Pokemon Emerald in it that he can use to contact Dumbledore at any time. So with these in their possession, they went out to find Snape, running into, along the way, Peeves the Poltergeist, who they exercised to the Judeo-Christian afterlife. And following that, they went down a hole into Snape's office where they raided around, found out that somebody had been using components to make a psychic poison that can be administered through the mind. With this knowledge, they went to the slug eating contest, and Greya did some snooping around with the cat and discovered that Snape and Mad-Eye Moody were both muttering some spells, one of them a regular spell, the other a counter spell. And right as they were about to regroup up and do something about it, Harry won the slug eating contest, but before the saboteur could kill Harry with this mind poison, Neville leaped in the way and was himself killed instead. What's going to happen next? Let's find out here in the world of Dumbledore's Delinquents. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... McKenna Steele, Sandwich Padawan. Justin Porter, Warrior with the ADHD. Connor Wood, Blue Daba Dee Daba Die. Oh, such a good song. Classic. Well, now that you guys have uh, gone through this ordeal here, we're going to fast forward a little bit through some of the chaos. After Neville got killed at the Triwizard Tournament, Dumbledore popped up and was like, hey, everybody, nothing to see here. Everybody go back to your houses. Uh, free pizza for everybody. Go get some pizza. So, Greya, you had to go and suddenly make like a few thousand pizzas. Um, Rude. <laughs> okay, can't do what you want. Okay. <laughs> it's casual. But after all of that was taken care of, Dumbledore summoned you up to his office to kind of debrief and figure out everything that was going on. And so as you arrive at the top of the staircase into Dumbledore's office, you can see there is a man in a bowler hat who looks remarkably like J.K. Simmons. And he's like, thank you for your comments, Dumbledore. This is going to make the front page of the Daily Prophet. Just you wait. <laughs> and then he turns to a young boy with a camera next to him and says, now, Colin, I need photos of Victor Crumb. Go get those for me. <laughs> so cute. And so Colin goes rushing out of the room and like bumps into you guys on the way out and just trips and falls all the way down the stairs. Oh my. And Dumbledore says, Ah, uh, yes, thank you, R. Richard Robertson, for coming here and doing your reporterly duty. I'm sure everybody will love to hear it so, so much. Thank you so much for coming and reporting everything that happened here. And R. Richard Robertson gives him a firm handshake and tips his hat to you all as he goes walking out. Um, I'd like to invoke my um, sneaky prankster trouble. And uh, as he's headed down the stairs, I'd like to just, like, snap my fingers and just put, like, a little stone right there. There 
and he kind of like stubs his toe and kind of tumbles just a little bit, not a lot to where he was like, that's suspicious, but to where he's like, oh, ow, oh. All right, roll to attack with sneaky. He's going to defend with clever. I'm going to re-roll that with my rubble since I'm being a sneaky prankster. Plus two. He only got a plus one. Okay. So you get exactly what you set out to do. He stubs his toe and right as he looks down to see what he stubbed his toe on, you snap your fingers again. He just thinks he like stubbed his toe on the door jam or whatever. And he starts limping down the stairs, cursing under his breath as he goes. Okay. I feel satisfied with that. Okay. Good. (laughs) Ah, shoot. I should have given him a quote. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Go ahead and give him some magic tricks next time. That'll get you there in his paper. They say you'll have like five minutes of fame and I just lost it right there. But don't worry, I'm an optimist, so I've got more ideas. Don't worry there, group. You'll find it again. Those five minutes will rear their ugly head and when they do, I know you'll be ready. Yeah, maybe when we're the heroes, you can say something. Yeah, maybe if we solve this whole thing, we'll be, I don't know, hot shots or whatever. Mama always said that I could be the face of something. <laughs> and Dumbledore says, Well then, hotshots, I think we have some discussing to do. And as you turn back to him, you see he's got a very colorful cocktail in his hand. There's a little umbrella poking out the top, and he's sipping away at it and rubbing at his temples with his other hand. (laughs) You're looking pretty grumpy for happy hour. What's, uh, are you bummed about the Neville thing? Yes, well, you see, here's the thing. I mean, Neville, we knew that he was going to get killed a lot because his parents are magic police, you know. They were very, very good at their job, and so they made a lot of enemies throughout the years, and when Neville came here, we were like, okay, we should do some protection for this child. So the real Neville just sits in a room in Madame Pomfrey's office all day, and we just make simulacrums of him that we send out into the school. Dumbledore, that's hilarious. (laughs) Who was that guy who died today? Oh, yeah, that was just one of Neville's simulacrums. The problem is, it's an eighth level spell, so every time I cast it, it really takes a lot out of me. Whoa. I didn't know Neville was important. That's hilarious. Yes. Oh, how I wish he had been the chosen one, but we're just stuck with Harry freaking Potter. Yeah, that guy's a dweeb. So yes, don't worry about Neville. He's going to be just fine. We'll make another copy of him. <laughs> what? I guess that's pretty good, huh? Yes. You know, it uh, helps keep stuff a little bit off my trail, but I guess the reporters made it through this time. But don't you worry. One day I'll get my revenge on our Richard Robertson. I really believe you when you say that. I'm kind of scared. If you ever need someone to help with that, I'd be more than happy to. Just putting that out there for your consideration. You're a really cool lunch lady. I don't know if I've told you that before, but you just got a lot of stuff going on and I just respect it. I'm going to jump up on your shoulders and I'm going to say, if you call me a lunch lady one more time, this ain't America, little boy. Yes, ma'am, Miss Lunch, (laughs) ma'am. I'll accept that. I go and I stand next to him and I say, Wow, this is the first time we've ever seen eye to eye. <laughs> I'm just, wow, your eyes are just so pretty and you're just so round. I just, ow. Group, please don't whisper sweet nothings to Grail while she's on my shoulder. I don't want to be caught in the crossfire. <laughs> and Dumbledore says, yes, leave all of your flirting for afterwards. We still have a job to do and you can consider this to be your application to be my long-term sort of A-team, strike team, whatever situation. 
Guys, less classes. Less classes. More FaceTime. Yes, exactly. Less classes, more FaceTime, and these. And he pulls out three little cards that are licenses to do typically illegal wizarding things to people in the name of Dumbledore. <gasps> do house elves, house elves don't really have wands, right? Uh, they don't. They just do all their magic themselves. Okay, that's what I thought. I would like to, um, is there a bug in the room? Are you asking about like an insect or about a wiretap? <laughs> a spy. Like, like an insect. Okay. Like an insect. <laughs> yeah, you look around and there's just like a bunch of butterflies flapping around the place all the time. <sighs> well, I can't kill those. Okay. <laughs> I was going to I was gonna test out some Avada Kedavra in the name of Dumbledore. I don't think we've earned them yet. You might want to hold back for yes, now. Yes, exactly. I, I am offering these to you if you do a good job. But if you kill something in my office without these cards, I am going to have to report you to Azkaban and that would be a bad time for you. Yeah, house elves don't really survive Azkaban. Yeah, Greya, you wouldn't do very well in prison. You know, because the Death Eaters. The Dementors? I don't know. I haven't been there. <laughs> I'm a high schooler. Well, well, there are Death Eaters in there and they yeah. probably killed me too. <laughs> Alright, Dumbledore, so what's our next move here? Well, tell me what you have found. I sent you out to do some reconnaissance. And as he's saying this, he's like pulling out a hot towel from his desk and draping <laughs> it over his forehead. Well, Neville's dead, but he's not. So we know that much. That makes probably all of us feel a lot better because I thought we were going to get kicked out because of that. But what did happen is I went up into the stands and I could tell that there was something going on around Snape. And that's who we've been kind of following because he's really scary sounding and we are following him around. And he's sitting next to Mad Eye. I'm right behind him in the stands and I got my little cat and I throw my little cat in there. And basically, one of them was doing the counter spell, one of them was doing another spell. And we also found like they were using like a mind poison. And so that's how we think fake Neville got killed. Pretty sure it was Snape, so we need to go take him down. Yeah, we did find a cauldron in Snape's office that was full of excess from building a, a psychic poison, you know? Well, that's enough proof for me. I have been waiting for so long to find a good reason to fire Snape because he makes me so incredibly uncomfortable every time I think of him. But I made a promise to his mother that I would let him have a job here, so I haven't been able to fire him without a good reason. And this sounds like a very good reason to me. Guys, I don't want to be that guy, but I have seen a lot of NCIS. Mad-Eye Moody is also acting a little weird. They were both muttering things, okay? There was a spell and a counter spell. Snape is scary as heck, but I don't want to eliminate the fact that our very also scary looking teacher, Mad-Eye, could have been saying something. And Dumbledore is just like sinking down in his chair and he's got his hot towel and he's like pulling it down over his eyes. He's like, <laughs> oh, why do I keep hiring such terrible people to work at my school? I don't know, but I'm of the firm belief that correlation is not the same thing as causation, but I don't know, dude, a lot of students die here. So maybe we gotta go through the screening process a little better. Yeah, well, what if like, since we're gonna be possibly like your number one, your like A team, well, if that's part of our job, is the three of us are, like, doing the screening to see, like... Yeah, you should put group in charge of hiring. I think that would be... I just want to <laughs> see where that goes. I've got some questions. I've got a lot of questions. <laughs> and I can ask those questions and make sure we find the right guy. But... That being said, I think that we need to determine whether Mad-Eye Moody or Snape were really doing this counterspell spell thing because that seems pretty espionage to me. I think that you got the right guys in on this. Yeah. Dumbledore has his fingers steepled together underneath his chin 
and he's like, these are all good points. I would love to come back to this whole idea of having you guys... Well, first, yes, of course, we need to have you guys finish this job first, and then if it goes well, you can do whatever the frick you want. I, I This is too much stress for me. But in the meantime, oh, uh, goodness, I hate Snape so much, and also Mad-Eye makes me so... Well, they both make me so uncomfortable, goodness gracious. Well, we could always just, I don't know, frame them for stuff and get them both fired. Like, I... I it doesn't hurt my conscience to do that, you know? And Dumbledore just leans across the desk and he clasps your face in his hands and gets in really close. And he's like, Danuary, I knew I liked you since the moment you entered this school. That is a wonderful idea. That's how we do it in Minnesota, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Dumbledore says, all right, well, you give us a reason to fire both of these... Uh, I can't say bad words in front of you people because I get mad at you for saying bad words in front of me. <laughs> Just fire both of these guys, give me a reason to oust them from this school, and we won't have to worry about which one is the saboteur. We won't have to worry about them at all. Just get them all out of here. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love that idea. Are we all on board? <laughs> Let's get them both fired. Group. I. <laughs> yeah! The plan! Alright, I think I think we've done a little of investigating of Snape. I think we have some pretty solid evidence against him. So let's go ahead and head on over to Mad-Eye and, and see what we can find of him. And if he gets fired, or sorry, when he gets fired, you will definitely need a substitute teacher and I want to throw my name into that basket. That's right! <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen, like, when JP corrected himself, when he gets fired, both Connor and McKenna were we're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. positive <laughs> thinking. Correct. Manifest it. <laughs> this is why we got group on the team. I'm an optimist. <laughs> and Dumbledore says, well, you know what, group? I know that you were raised in the Forbidden Forest and you are literally a beast with very little intelligence, but I think you would be a much better teacher than either of these men. Plus, have you seen him do magic? It's honestly a little impressive. I didn't take the kindergarten twice for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you are one fantastic beast, group. Hey. <laughs> I'll give you a fate point for that. Yes. And Dumbledore says... All right, well, I would offer you my cloak of invisibility, but I already gave that to Harry Potter because he was blackmailing me, <laughs> and I needed to get him off my case. Yeah, he would. What a dweeb. Oh, sorry, Danuary, you just, you were rubbing off on me. I just, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I like you more and more, group. <laughs> I feel like I'm just this, like, osmosis between the people that I hang out with, and so I'm just getting this from Greya, from Danuary, and it's just... It's rubbing off on me, and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. That's the real magic of friendship. And Dumbledore says, I see I'm rubbing off on you as well. And you look down and you see that your scarf suddenly has like a bunch of paisley embroidery on it. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool principle. All right, let's go get this guy fired. <laughs> <laughs> So in the aftermath of the most recent event of the Triwizard Tournament, uh, everybody's been given the rest of the day off. So all of the students are either in their common rooms eating pizza or they're like out on the Quidditch pitch playing around with bludgers when they're not supposed to be. And the teachers, you guys don't know too much about what the teachers do during their time off. I wonder what the teachers do during their time off. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that too. Um... Remember when I told you about the little map that was telling all the secrets and passageways that I heard about the students had told me? Oh yes, that map. I fancy that map. It's a, it's a beautiful map. Beautiful magic. 
I think Harry has it. What? I've seen him walking around last year and he just started trying to go into Hogsmeade and it was just absolutely ridiculous. I caught his sneaky little butt and I think we can go ahead and take it from him and that way we'll be or, able to find. Or, or even better, we could take it from him, turn around and get him to sign it. Oh. Ooh, yeah, then we could sell it if for, I don't know, some weird accidental reason he ever becomes famous. Oh, I was just going to say we could keep it at home, you know, frame it and put it in my uh, things that I collect of friends and uh, people that I meet. Group, are you are you a HP fan? Because like I don't know, he's kind of a dweeb. Like oh, I'm a, I don't know. I mean, he's a pretty famous wizard. You gotta admit, he's a pretty famous kid. And you buy into all that chosen one business? I look, I'm a glutton for the media. I just uh, whatever they tell me on you know uh, all the British TV channels, I just I just listen. And I I don't know, they could tell me <laughs> one thing, and I would totally believe it. They could tell me jump off a bridge, and I'd be like, hey, you make some pretty good points. But roll do like bridges. We should really have a deeper conversation about your influence of the media um, when we... But that's uh, the thing. I don't want to be influenced by the media anymore. I want to be an influencer. Oh. Oh. So maybe, maybe, hear me out. Burn your heroes. We go and we take this map from HP. And then you forget all about them and find someone cool to idolize. Okay? Someone cool to idolize. Okay, I yeah. got you. I got you. Yeah. And then I do the finger snap. Your snaps are really loud because the big hand. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like he'd be easy to find. Just smell the wafting scent of nerd and we'll find him. Maybe we go and uh, check the fat lady again. Well, no, what do we do? What the hell do we do to call her? The round woman? <laughs> I don't know, but let's go talk to her and say if uh, he's in there. He's probably got to be in the Gryffindor common room. And you know what? If he is, I know how to get in there anyways. So let's go. All right. So you guys go heading on your way to mug Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, it's for a good cause. We're trying to get someone fired. The look, the look of disappointment on your face throughout that whole conversation was amazing. Like as soon as soon as McKenna, you said, I think I saw Harry with that map. I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are gonna mug Harry Potter. My goodness. We're gonna mug the chosen one. Oh my god. It's for a good cause. Uh, it's for Dumbledore. That is the best cause. Yeah. Canon storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys go heading on your way up towards the Gryffindor common room. Do you want to try and go in through the front or by a sneaky way? I got an idea. Hmm? I'll go in the front, knock on the door, start talking to Harry Potter while you guys go around the back, try to get the map. Yeah, you could distract him with your tricks, yeah. You do have some tricks. Yeah, I've got more tricks than you can imagine. Something that keep him distracted for hours. That's not a bad plan. All right, and then January, you and I are gonna go through the sneaky way and go raid that room. Let's just take as much as we can fit in our pockets. I mean, we've got a Slytherin, a Hufflepuff, and a Ravenclaw scarf, so we need to probably get a Gryffindor one and we can bring it to like Dumbledore or something for the whole team yeah, to have one. Yeah, we collect all four. All right, let, let's do it. We'll unlock the achievement. <laughs> Multi-house achievement. Unlock. Group, <laughs> go show them some real magic. I will. Our group is now denominationally ambiguous. <laughs> oh my God. We've made it. <laughs> okay. So group, what does your approach look like? I walk up there real cool, like awkwardly cool. And then I just raise up my hand, knock on the door and then realize that there was actually a person in the picture. And I was like, oh, 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 sorry, sorry. I <laughs> didn't mean to knock on you there. Um, hi, my name's Group. And I was wondering, is Harry Potter home? And she says, 
Oh, I remember you. You were one of the people from earlier today who sent peeves to Judeo-Christian afterlife. <laughs> well, don't mean to brag much, but that wasn't me. Anyway, um, <laughs> is Harry Potter home? Is he available to play? Oh, Harry Potter is here in the common room, yes. He is trying to rake in as much attention as he possibly can. You know how he is. Oh, I gotta get him to come out here. Tell him his dead parents are here. What? <laughs> Harry, it's a miracle. Your parents are back. <laughs> they want to see you. They want to give you a hug. And she looks behind you and sees that Harry's parents aren't there. And she's a little quizzical for a moment. And then she goes, oh, wait, are you trying to punk Harry Potter? Yes. Punk him. Let's do it. You and me. We'll punk this kid. And she says, oh, punk him is the password. Yes! And she <laughs> swings the door open. And uh, the Gryffindor common room is open to you. No! Oh, Harry. Harry Potter. <laughs> I know he could do it. <laughs> so you go striding into the Gryffindor common room and you see uh, most of the people are around this central table where there's a ton of pizza boxes and they're just chatting and a couple of them have some butter beers that they smuggled in from Hogsmeade that they're not supposed to have. Then off in the corner at another table, you see Harry and that really bratty smart girl that you spoke to during the Triwizard Tournament. And there's also a guy who's like not quite at the table. He's like with that group, but he's sitting in an armchair next to it. And he's got really red hair and he's playing a guitar and he's singing a song about Lego houses. <laughs> and uh, that, that, that's kind of the situation that you see in front of you. All right, all right, gather around, gather around. My name's group, all you all, and I'm here to show you some magic. Uh, roll to overcome with flashy to see what kind of response you get. Plus three. Mm. Oh, nice. So a hush goes over the room as everybody looks towards you and you hear some whispering and there's a voice that's like, Hermione told me that that's the one with the dark wizardry. And some other hushed whispers start going up and people are starting to get more and more excited. And while this is going on, what have Greya and Danuary been getting up to? So there's a picture frame up one of the stairways a little bit. It's one of the moving stairways. So that's why it's kind of tricky to get into this one is because you have to make sure the stairs are where they're supposed to be. And so you have to hit the top right corner and the bottom left corner at the same time on this picture. And then the little door, the little painting opens up for the common room. And then it's a little pathway that takes you into the boys' room. I quietly say, Greya knows everything! And don't you forget it. <laughs> All right. So you guys begin approaching the boys' room, and you hear a toilet flushing from ahead of you. Oh, no. Go ahead and... You said boys' room, McKenna. Don't give me that face. <laughs> I didn't take it through. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you roll to overcome with sneaky. Plus two. I'm going to use my stunt of my hollow leg mm -hmm. and take out a little, like, rag that I have in there and stuff it up my nose so I don't react to the disgusting smell and use that to reroll. Okay, so you're about to start gagging on this disgusting scent coming in towards you, but you successfully plug it up. So yeah, you can go ahead and give it a reroll. <laughs> okay, plus three. All right, a plus three and a plus two. So you guys are crawling along and eventually, Greya, you pop your head out of this little hole that's kind of pointing downwards and your head is sticking out of the spout of the air dryer in the boys' room. Whoa. And as you kind of start pulling your way through, it expands magically <laughs> to let you enter into the bathroom. It's a girl. Oh gosh. And the Danuary. <laughs> and the Danuary. <laughs> 
So yeah, you guys timed it just right so that you heard the door close, the last person left, and you guys sneak into here without being noticed. Yes. Winky has obviously not been doing her job of cleaning the boys' bathroom and gritting doors, common room. Yeah, this place smells like this is where they keep the real Neville. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go sneak in. All right, the door is right here, and it should lead right out into the boys' room. And you'll be able to tell when you get there which one's Harry's bed, so don't worry. All right, we, we leave the bathroom. Quietly. All right, let's cut back to group and what he's got going on. And you say Avada Kedavra, I say Abracadabra. Is this your card? Everybody in the entire common room is just like, oh, what? Like everybody's getting super hype. It's like that gif of the guy who's just kind of standing there looking all smug. And then that other guy goes rushing across with his hands up over his face. (laughs) And everybody's just freaking the heck out, except for Harry and Hermione and Ron Sheeran, who are in the other corner looking very unimpressed. Ed Grint. All right, I've got another trick. And this one is for the chosen one. Come on over here, boy. Harry looks like a deer in the headlights. And everybody's like, Oh, Harry Potter, come on, come on, oh, man. Oh, come on, Harry. And Hermione's like, Harry, I don't think this is a good idea. And Lee Jordan and Lavender Brown just grab him and they just like pull him out into the spotlight. And he's standing there. He's got this doofy little grin on his face and he like pushes his glasses up his nose and he's like, okay, group, what, what is it <laughs> that you would like for me to do? All right, all right. And by the way, big fan, my name's Group. Anyway, here's the deck of cards. I want you to pick a card. He reaches out and he grabs one of the cards from the deck. All right, look at it and remember it. Remember it. Show it to your friends. He shows it just to Hermione and Ron, and like he <laughs> tries to show it to a couple of other people, and they actively look away. <laughs> Don't pair me in with that guy. <laughs> but Ginny's over there trying to get a look, but he skips her completely. <laughs> I put, I, I split the deck in half. I say, okay, put it right in the middle. And he does. And I just start spraying it around my hands. And then I put it back in a deck and I throw it on the ground and stomp on it and lift my foot. And all that's left is a card. And I say, is this your card? Roll to overcome with flashy. <gasps> group, 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 group. Plus four. Oh. Yay! And it is, in fact, Harry's card, and the entire room goes wild. They love me. They really love me. This is great. (laughs) Yeah, everybody in the entire Gryffindor house is distracted by this amazing trick. So, Danuary and Greya, as you sneak into the dorms, it is completely silent. All right. So, uh, yeah, I I, I think we're just going to kind of map out the area and see whose bed looks the nerdiest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's one that has, uh, like, some Transformers sheets on it. (laughs) All right, let's search the area. I'll take a look through his little chest at the end of the the bed i'll let you handle the bed and search through the bed and see if he hid it like under the mattress or something all right i do under the mattress and under the bed and i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa where's your stuff harry okay both of you roll to overcome with clever nice oh I, I got a plus three. Ooh, a plus two all right Okay, so you guys start digging around and you find a bunch of interesting stuff. You find, for one, like hidden underneath the mattress, because you looked there specifically, is the invisibility cloak. (gasps) Thank you. Pocket that. (laughs) I hope he doesn't need this for any plot points later on. 
you continue looking around, and there's some manga in here. <laughs> yeah. There's a big stash of, like, Pocky and other Japanese candies and stuff. Gosh, he's a weeb. <laughs> and so, January, you find all of the geek stuff, and you're like, I'm a better geek than this guy. I, I can put this <laughs> to better use. And then, Greya, you dig into his chest, and you can see there's a bunch of, like, turtleneck sweaters in here. And you just dig through all of those, and eventually, at the bottom, you do find the Marauder's Map, all folded up nice and neatly, surprisingly enough. Perfect! All right. I think we can go the same way we came back. Through the hand dryer? Uh, yeah, it might be a little bit uncomfortable. Hey, whatever. You're the lunch, ma'am. I, I believe you. All right, let's, uh, let's go back in there. All right, so we attempt to take all our cool manga map and cloak and go back through the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And, you know, it is a magical dryer, so it's very much like the Santa Claus, Tim Allen going down into the stovepipe chimney. Uh. You guys just kind of get sucked up into it. And when you come out the other side, you see Group is blowing kisses to the audience. He's got, like, garlands of flowers around his neck. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Thank you, random citizen. All right. Uh, <laughs> it seems like that's all my time, so I'm going to have to go. But just remember, I am group, and I am full of magic, and you are all my friends. And they all shout in unison, we are group. <gasps> Not the good group mentality. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, I leave. You turn around and you see your friends and Greya and Danuary. You see there's like a little kiss mark on one of his cheeks. <gasps> Looks like you got them groupy, they. Eh? <laughs> uh, that's the last one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Connor, I'm going to send you $5 tonight for these. Oh, good. <laughs> oh and, I, and I like, you know, spit and start wiping off that kiss. It's nothing. She means nothing to me. Or he. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> there was just a lot of people there. We can talk about it later. Well, good news. We got the map. And issue 37 of One Piece. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'd say it was pretty successful. I guess that we got this cloak too. So let's go find somewhere quiet and open this map up so no one sees that we have it. Okay, okay, let's go. Hop, hop, hop. I'm going to just search for like a nearest little crevice. Just a nook or cranny, yeah. Yeah, you go running along and you're like, okay, I need a place to be sneaky. I need a place to be sneaky. And suddenly there's a door in the wall that you're pretty sure wasn't there before. Hmm. This looks safe and convenient. I'll like open it up. And inside, it looks like just a really well-appointed like front living room area. And there's like a bookshelf with some board games on it. And there's a nice big TV that's got the Roku sort of background just scrolling across it. Just a really chill place to like hang out with your friends. Roku in the 90s, nice. <laughs> this is absolutely beautiful. I'm going to keep this room in mind for my own personal sanity. All right, come here. Let's go. And I go over to the coffee table and I like spread out the map and I'm looking to see if we can find Mad-Eye. Yeah, you have to like push aside some of the bowls. Like there's a bowl of chips and there's a bowl of Skittles and just a bunch of snacks all over this table. Somebody's got a good setup going on. They really do. And you spread out the map and you can see little sets of footprints walking all around on it. Ooh, which one looks like it only has one good eye? <laughs> or which one's got a little pig leg? Yeah, all of you go ahead and roll to overcome with Clever. 
Oh yeah, minus one. I got a one. Um, that's gonna be a minus one. All right, so we got January and Greya. You're both kind of distracted by like, you're just kind of looking back up in the Gryffindor common room and Gray, you're like, which one of these little floozies was it who kissed group? <laughs> and so group, as you're looking around, you're looking, you're looking, you're looking, and you don't see a name that says Alistair Moody, but you do see a name that says Bartimaeus Crouch. Hmm. Crouch. Crouch. I don't know a Crouch. Who's Crouch? There's Barty Crouch. He's kind of been here for the Trouser Tournament. Why do you ask? Well, that's who's walking around in here. I don't see a Mad-Eye Moody, but I see a, a Crouch. I don't know. Should we look into that? Is he anywhere near Moody the office? Should we like... It looks like he's walking around. He's pacing around the outside his office. Yeah. Ah, uh, he's pacing the office. All right, we got to distract him. Maybe he'd know where Moody is or something. If he's waiting for his office, maybe they're supposed to have like a meeting or something. Could be. Could be. Hey, I've got a plan. What if I go on distraction duty this time and you guys can plant whatever we need to plant or find whatever we need to find to get this guy fired? Guys, I got a brilliant idea. Oh, do tell. What if we plant a dead body in their room? Like, let's say a Neville dead body. <gasps> Ooh, I think they've got a few lying around. <laughs> I was going to say, they've got to have some extras. And that way we don't actually kill anybody, but we can leave a dead body in their room and make it look like they did it. Well, they haven't buried the one from earlier today. So what if we just give that one? It's probably not guarded. It's like, <laughs> it's Neville. Dude. That's awesome. Let's do it. All right. Hold on. Reach out with your little device and ask Dumbledore where they're kept and I can just poof it. Allow me. Ba-da. Cool. Level up for my torchic. All right. Well, Dumbledore button. Here we go. Boop. Uh, after a while, you hear his voice on the other side say, Ah, uh, yes. How are things going, my A-team? Ha-ha. Ha. They're pretty good. Um, we need Neville's dead fake body. Oh, oh, well, I was not expecting to hear you say that, but uh, I assume that you have good reasoning for it so I can make it happen. Cool, we even uh, found the invisibility cloak that you let Harry borrow, so we could just put that over him and- You guys mugged Harry Potter? I mean like, yes. <laughs> and there's a brief pause and you hear what sounds like sobbing of joy on the other side. <laughs> Someone finally stood up to him. <laughs> <laughs> and the voice says, I knew I picked the right people for the job. <laughs> yes, you will find Neville's body down in the dungeons. Snape is about to prepare it for embalming. <laughs> what? Why are you guys going to embalm a Neville clone? Never mind, don't answer that. <laughs> it's, it's because of the Daily Prophet, you know. That guy is needing all of the, We just have to go through the ceremony of it, you know. I get it. You got to jump through some hoops. Yes, lots of red tape. Red tape. I hear you. So, uh, you guys want to go steal a cadaver with me? Of course. I thought I was going to poof it. Can you poof it? Can you just like bippity boppity get it up here? That's how I'm going to pretend that my magic works. So yes. Okay. Well, go for it then. Well, let's 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 do a test while we're in this room. Yeah, do it. So Greya, if this is a test, what are you hoping to accomplish with it? I'm hoping to actually snap the body here. And then once we get to Mad-Eye's office, I can snap the body from... Oh, I might not be able to snap the body from this room. Could, would I be able to snap something out of the room of requirement, do you think? That's a good question. Mm. 
Let's not risk it. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and try and snap Crookshanks because she was roaming around right outside the boy's door. So I'm going to try and get Crookshanks. All right. Roll to overcome with... I mean, you're stealing something, so that probably is sneaky. Mm. I'm rolling terrible. Ah. Uh, It's plus one. Mm. So you snap your fingers and a cat does appear, but it is not Crookshanks. It is Miss Norris. Miss Norris! Oh, that's okay. Oh, jeez. Well, it kind of works. So we'll just hope that it works when we get up there. I mean, and if we just put a body in there, whether or not it's Neville's body, I guess it really doesn't matter just as long as it's a body. Yeah. You just ask for a dead body and a dead body will appear and hopefully it's Neville's. Yeah. (laughs) We're not going to kill any cat though, right? Like that's taboo. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. same page there. Great. Absolutely not. All right. I'll pick up Mrs. Norris and we'll walk out and make our way to Mad-Eye's office. And as you're heading in the direction of Mad-Eye's office, you hear a voice coming from the other end of the hallway around the corner. Where'd my pretty kitty go? (gasps) Uh Uh-oh. And that is where we're going to pick up next time. Oh my gosh, there's only one more episode left. There's so much. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're going to have to see what happens. But for now, thanks everybody for listening to Improv Tabletop. And we'll be back next week with the thrilling conclusion of our adventures in the world of Dumbledore's Delinquents. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a common room full of Gryffindor students who just got the best magic show of their lives. If you go ahead and give us a positive review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us or comment on one of our posts using hashtag ImpTab setting or hashtag ImpTab aspect. Let's do a round of plugs. As always, we've got our sister podcast, iCast Fireball, which is a D&D 5e actual play. Lots of fun. We're uh, getting into a new arc of the story. And you may hear some familiar voices who are coming in as guest characters for the next little bit of the podcast. So go check that out. The other thing that I would like to plug, uh, last week I plugged the Metroid series. And this week I'm going to plug just Metroidvania video games in general. Uh, cause somebody started playing Hollow Knight this past week and holy cow, is that game phenomenal. Mm. I think that's what I looked at getting. It's fantastic. That game is so great. It's made by Team Cherry, which is like four people over in Australia and it's probably the best Metroidvania game. Yeah. Great visual style, great music, great ambiance. Just the whole thing is a delight to play, even though it is very difficult. That's my kind of game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Hollow Knight, go check it out. I don't know when Silk Song is supposed to be out, but I will be uh, keeping my eye out for it. Nobody knows. It's been so long. Yes, I'll be very happy to play that when it comes out in 2034 along with Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> McKenna, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yes. Um, you are not doing anything with your life important. If you have either not seen The Legend of Vox Machina on Amazon Prime, or if you have not been able to play Legends of Arceus. Oh my gosh, so good. That's all we've done in our apartment for the last like week and a half. Holy cow, I don't like playing Pokemon games, but this one I love. It's really good um another video game plug for you there because we all like to play video games here <laughs> but it's it feels a lot more completionist so if you're a completionist i think this one's really good because i think you can completionist like any of the other pokemon games is that correct yeah 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 but this one this one has like a whole other level of satisfying when you get to do everything so yeah 
go check it out if you haven't. I mean, that's such a like, I feel like I'm telling you guys to go check out like water. I mean, which I think Christian's plugged already. He has, in fact. Yeah, he has. But like, I'm just really enjoying it. And if I'm enjoying a Pokemon game, you guys will all enjoy a Pokemon game. Is there any chance that Christian is playing Pokemon Legends Arceus right now? He is, in fact. Right now, <laughs> he's trying to complete his Pokedex. So good job, babe. Way to go. Way to go. Little pat on your head. Right on. And JP, is there anything that you would like to plug? Nope, still looking for the four-star Dragon Ball. That's all I got. Well, I'll keep uh, sending good vibes your way that that'll happen. Thank you. And Connor, anything that you'd like to plug? Uh, yes. So I just want to, for a brief moment, talk about one of my favorite sleeper hits that falls in the Metroidvania genre because I love it a lot. Ender Lily's Quietus of the Night. Yes, that's a weird title because it's an indie game, but it's one of those just beautifully hand-drawn Metroidvania games that is very dark, very compelling. Um, there's, I mean, you know, anyone who talks about video games ever is gonna make this comparison. You know, forgive me for falling under that stereotype, but there's a lot of Dark Souls elements to it. It's very macabre, it is hard, it is fun, and the combat is all kind of JoJo-esque in that you play as a little girl who, of course, is not doing the fighting, but she has these spirits who she sends forth to, like, do the fights, and it's fantastic. And they're Lily's Quietest of the Nights. It's a great game. XOXO. Right on. I have another one. What you got? I am, I'm stealing JP's spot, too. So this is what JP's going to be plugging, is the game Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. <laughs> it is amazing, and it's so funny, and it's so cute, and that's all. Okay, you just guys all made me think of that one. I was like, oh, I want to go play that again. It's so stupid. It's such, <laughs> the entire thing is, just feels like a joke, and it's so fun. You're just a little turnip boy, and you're committing tax evasion. You rip up your taxes. It's amazing. Right on. Well, thanks everybody for joining us here in the world of Dumbledore's Delinquents. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... McKenna Steele, a cat mom. Justin Porter, remember to clean your sheets. Connor Wood, Forge World Frogois. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop. Yes, well, my young sandwich Padawan, someday you shall be a sandwich Jedi councilman, just like me. <laughs> Only through your tutelage, my master. Was that the right word? Uh, very close, tutelage. Dang it. I like tutelage. <laughs> tutelage <laughs> has implications that I, I, I like. Always, whenever we're doing like the last time on Improv Tabletop, every single time I sit there and I'm like, oh, my vocabulary is so small because <laughs> <laughs> Ned uses all these smart words. Oh man, it is a blessing and a curse because I always sound super pretentious and that's just the way I talk. <laughs>